Well, hey, friend, how are you? I hope you are having a wonderful day. The weather has been really nice here in North Texas. I've started getting out for morning walks again. I heard some research recently on how getting early morning light into your eyes first thing or as soon as you can can be so helpful for your, for your health and sleep patterns. So I started trying to get out there early. And it's funny, the first few days, because it was so early, I just went by myself. And then a couple of days into it, I started taking the dog. And then a couple of days after that, the kids wanted to join in. So the group started growing. And then finally, my husband started coming. So now it's just a whole family walk every morning. And it's been a great addition to my morning routine. And I think that we talk a lot about morning routines. And there have been many books that are devoted to just your morning routine. But one thing that we don't talk a lot about is our beginning work routines. Do you have a beginning work routine or ritual? You might have one and not know it, right? Just like how you normally have some kind of morning routine, it just may not be an intentional one. So on this episode, first we're going to talk about why you might want to create an intentional beginning of work routine or ritual, and then I'm going to share three tips that you can incorporate into your beginning of work routine to help you get your workday off to a great start. Let's do it. Welcome to Fruition Mindset, where it's all about mindset coaching for Christian entrepreneurs. Ever feel like life is passing you by? Do you want to have a purpose-filled business that lights you up? Do you keep procrastinating and putting your dreams on the back burner? When I wanted to start my first business over 10 years ago, I was the same way. It didn't matter how many letters I had behind my name or what my credentials were, I never felt ready or qualified. After I had a session with a coach that totally shifted my perspective, everything changed for me. Hi, I'm Kayla Eggenberger, wife, mama, mindset coach, and daughter of the king. And I'm here to tell you that your breakthrough is on the other side of letting go of fear and perfectionism and stepping into who God has created you to be and where he's calling you to go. On this podcast, you'll learn how to renew your mind, get clarity on your purpose, and make confident decisions so you can walk out your faith with focus and consistency to finally create the freedom you want in your life and business. If you're ready to develop the mindset you need to take the dreams God has laid on your heart and bring them into fruition, you are in the right place. So fill up your favorite mug, grab your journal, and get ready to take some thoughts captive. Having a beginning of work, routine, or ritual can be really helpful no matter what your work is or where you work. So for me, I'm coming from the perspective of mostly working from home. I know that there are a lot of people that work from home right now or work remotely, and I think it can be especially important to have a beginning of work ritual or routine when you are working from home because you need that separation or transition time from home life to work life. And because you are working from home, you're not getting that physical transition of getting in your vehicle and going somewhere or physically leaving your house. So having something to kind of signal to your brain that, okay, I'm transitioning now from my home life to my work life can really help you get into work mode. Sometimes even if you have a designated workspace or an office space, 
it's still just not enough. Adding in some additional elements can make it easier for you to recognize that, okay, now I'm in work mode. Also, as an entrepreneur, you are your own boss. And so you're the one that calls the shots and you can decide when you do things and when you don't do things. If you're an entrepreneur and also a service provider, in a way, you're the boss, but you're also the employee. Sometimes the boss says it's time to work and maybe the employee isn't quite wanting to do that yet. Using the hacks I'm going to share to get yourself into that work mode, especially if you are procrastinating or putting something off, it can be very advantageous. Similarly, there's also a lot of benefit in having an end-of-work routine as well. We're not going to go into that on this particular episode, but I'm thinking that there's going to be a follow-up episode where we will talk about your end-of-work routine. If you have both of these elements in your workday, it helps to create some definition in your work time. The lines of everything are so blurred now between our home lives and our work lives and our social lives. Just everything is so enmeshed because of our use of technology and just, you know, how our modern lives are. It can be really difficult to make those distinctions of, okay, now I'm working or now I'm at home, you know, now I'm being a mom or now I'm being a wife. I find this especially for women. We tend to feel like no matter where we are, what we're doing, how much we've done throughout the day, that there's always more to do. And this leads to not being present and not enjoying ourselves in the everyday moment because whenever we're at work, we're thinking about all of the the home stuff we need to be doing or how we're not spending time with our kids or we're not spending time with our family or our husband or our friends. And then whenever we are with those people and we have the opportunity to spend that quality time with them, we're thinking about work or being interrupted by an email, different things like that. So having a routine that kind of bookends your work time and signals to your brain that, okay, I'm switching gears now, not only can it help you be more productive, can just help you enjoy your life more. So one of the quickest ways to change your state of mind and your state of being is to listen to music. It is very effective. And you know this, right? You've experienced this. Let's say you're having a super happy day. You're having a great day, but all of a sudden a sad song comes on that perhaps reminds you of a hard time in your life or a traumatic event. Maybe it's something that you associate with something sad that happened. Or maybe it's just an emotional song that hits you a certain way. It can pretty quickly put you into a state of melancholy or sadness or reflection. Similarly, if you are angry, frustrated, or having a hard time, and you listen to a song that is one that you love, one that makes you feel great, maybe it's from a time in your youth where you were just carefree. I have some of these songs. They're songs I used to listen to with the windows rolled down whenever I was driving home for the holidays or, or back to college. This is back in the day of CDs, of course. But whenever I hear some of those songs, they put me back into that time. And the next thing I know, I'm feeling really great. So it's amazing how just listening to something upbeat or your favorite song or a song that you associate with something really positive can pull you out of that frustration, anger, or negative emotion pretty quickly. That doesn't mean it always happens that way, but it does have the power to do it. And so you can use music to your advantage. And that's my first tip is to have a power song. And that term power song, I'll tell you where it comes from. So back in the day, some of you, if you're a younger listener, 
You may not remember this so much, but back in the day before there were iPhones and we did everything on our phones, there were iPods. And I know, of course, there were a lot of things before iPods that I had as well, but I'm referencing and going back to the iPod era. Around that time was whenever I really started getting into running. And Nike came out with this product called Nike Plus. And it was specifically for runners. And you could put this little sensor in your shoe, the other end of it plugged into your iPod, and it could track your distance and steps and all kinds of things like that by the sensor on your shoe. But one cool feature of this Nike Plus program is that on your iPod, you could program in a power song. So you obviously chose a song that you could use to pump you up and motivate you when things were getting really hard. Whenever you were feeling run down, maybe you were two and a half miles into a three mile run and you just felt like you were spent, that's whenever you would use the power song. And so the way that it worked is the iPod had a button in the middle. And anytime you hit that button, it would automatically pay, play your power song. You know, no scrolling through or having to find it or anything like that. You could easily access that song. It would instantly come on and it's crazy how quickly it would help change your state, motivate you and get you going. And let me just say it worked. The power song I had programmed into Nike Plus to this day when I hear that song, I'm just like, let's go. My thought is like, let's run. It makes me want to go out and run every time I hear it. I feel amped. I feel pumped. All the things. Now, obviously, you have to be the one that chooses your song. <laughs> so, you know, you have to choose what works for you. What works for me may not be what works for you. So I can't, you know, just give you a song and be like, here, plug this in. That's the, the work that you have to do here. And honestly, even though that one still works for me, it's not one that I use today, frankly, because my choice in music was a little bit, a little bit sketchier than I would choose today, especially maybe around my kids. If you grew up listening to rap and stuff like that, you probably know what I mean. But we can take the concept and we can use it. When you're thinking about a starting ritual for your work day and for your work time, you first need to think about, okay, how do I want to feel or how do I need to feel to get started? Do I need to feel motivated? My guess is maybe yes, that's how I usually need to feel. Now, some of you may want to feel calm. Maybe you want to feel relaxed. And so maybe you put on something like the coffee shop ambiance channels on YouTube. I do that a lot. I do that for my mornings whenever I get up and I'm kind of milling around, getting my breakfast, having my coffee, doing my quiet time, all that stuff. During that time, I have on the coffee shop ambiance on YouTube. And if you're not familiar with that, it's awesome. You should definitely try it. I've been using that for a long, long time now, but that's because it matches how I want to feel and the experience that I want during that time of my day. But if you're having trouble getting started, if you're having trouble making that transition into work time, maybe you need something that's a little bit more upbeat. So think about how you want to feel I and mean, then think about a song that kind of goes with it or a type of music that goes with it. It doesn't have to just be one song. It could be a playlist, but something that makes you feel that way and then start using it every day. I do recommend that you pick one song that you use as a start every time. I wouldn't switch it up every time. I would use the same song every time to start. So to make this really powerful, we want to invoke more of our senses. So whenever I was going through coach training and getting my certification for coaching, one of my mentors and instructors shared with us that before she coaches someone, she will take a room spray and just kind of lightly spray her office desk area. 
And so you may think, okay, well, that's great. Like it'll make it smell nice in here. But what's cool about it is that if you pick a scent that you only use whenever you are starting your work time, that scent can help signify that, okay, my workday is starting. So this doesn't have to be a room spray. It can be a candle. It can be a diffuser if you like to do essential oils, whatever it is. It doesn't really matter what the mode of <laughs> dispensing the scent is. But choose a scent that you don't normally smell everywhere else all the time. So pick something that you like and that's pleasing, but that is unique to the experience of your workday. This is one of those things that seems so simple that you think that there's no way that it's actually going to work or do anything. But I suggest that you just try it. Our sense of smell is so strongly tied to our memories. And I'm sure you know that from experience. Just a quick personal story. Whenever I was a kid, my grandparents had a lake lot and they would take their travel trailer out to this lake lot. Um, but they also have this little bunkhouse out there that all the kids would stay in. And inside the bunkhouse was a chemical toilet. Now, I didn't know that that's what it was called at the time, but that's essentially what it was. And whatever chemical or solution went into the chemical toilet, it had a pleasant smell, but it had a very distinct smell. If you want to know what it smelled like, it smells like the Mrs. Myers dish soap in the scent Bluebell. Not even kidding, I bought that dish soap one time, and whenever I smelled that scent, I, I could not wash my dishes with it because it was so strongly tied to the smell of the chemical toilet. Now, it, it's a very pleasant smell. It's not like that's the name of the smell. It's chemical toilet. It's just that is my association with it. All this to say, <laughs> you know, it could be 30 years later and you can smell something that really takes you back. So your brain makes these associations. And we're trying to create an association between a specific scent and doing work. So give it a try, see if it works for you. So now hopefully you've not only gone to wherever your workspace is, whether it's just a desk in the corner or it's actually an office or an office space somewhere, you're engaging your sense of hearing, you're engaging your sense of smelling. We've got all these things going on there telling our brains, okay, it's time to work. So the third thing I want to share with you is something that a lot of coaches do, but it can be super beneficial for any workday starting ritual, no matter what your profession is or what it is that you do. That's a good brain dump. As a coach, one thing that's really important to me is that I come to a coaching session fully engaged and focused on that client and the work that we're doing during that session. So I don't want to come to the session with my own thoughts being all muddled about whatever happened that morning or what I need to do later or what that person said to me or that text message that I got or the email that I need to reply to. I don't want to bring all of that into the coaching session. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to bring it up to my client, but if it's a thought in my head, it can distract me from doing my job to the absolute best of my ability. And I want to be fully engaged with my client. So before the session begins, I do a massive brain dump and I just get all of the thoughts out of my head and onto paper somewhere. That way, they will be there waiting for me <laughs> when the coaching session is over if I want to address them then. Same thing with your workday. Before you get started, just get all of that out of your head. Just set a timer for five minutes, write down every thought that you can think of, and just give it a place to be. That way, you can fully engage with your work and not be focusing on all those things. It's kind of like a parking lot, right? You need to have a place to park these thoughts. So that you can engage in your work and get done what you need to get done 
I mean, you can come back to it and decide what you want to do with it later. It's not going anywhere. This way, you're starting out your work time with mental clarity and being able to focus without all of the mental distractions. Now, of course, you can create your own beginning of work ritual or routine, whatever you think would really help you to be able to focus and to signal to your brain that it's time for work and make you almost excited to engage in work. So these are just three simple things that are effective that you can try and see how they work for you. Now, the brain dump, you can start doing that right now and you will be able to see the benefits pretty much immediately. But the power song and the scent, while it may be pleasing to you at first, you may like listening to the song and you might, might like smelling the scent, those are things that you want to do over time that are going to become more powerful and really help you create that transition from your home life or whatever you were doing before into your work time. And one more thing that you're probably already doing, but just in case you're not, you can also add in prayer to your beginning of work routine. Take some time to invite God into your workday. Ask him for what you need to help you be effective and have a fruitful and productive day for his glory. And if you would like some help creating your own personalized beginning of work routine, or if you're struggling to get started on your workday and you're tending to procrastinate and put things off, I want to invite you to schedule an unstuck session with me. Just go to fruitionmindset.com forward slash unstuck and grab your spot. I hope you have a wonderful, fruitful, productive rest of your day, and we'll talk soon. Hey, thank you so much for listening and for hanging out with me today. If this podcast has blessed you in some way, I would love for you to share it with a friend and leave a review on iTunes. When you leave a review, it helps the podcast grow and reach more people. Thanks again, and we'll talk soon. Mm-hmm.